What's up, everybody? Ryan Turford here, and welcome to The Extra Mile. This is the tag-along podcast to the Xbox Drive as we dive deep into the games and services that you care about most. As always, we'd love your feedback about this and all of our shows over on Twitter at The Xbox Drive, or you can reach out to me directly anytime at Ryan Turford. On today's episode, we ride down the Turbo Tunnel in Battletoads, and before we get into things, I want to preface a few things first. I played the game on Xbox One X, and at the time of this recording, I finished the main game twice. Yes, twice, ladies and gentlemen, and we haven't had it for too long. Also, Battletoads does not contain any online multiplayer at all, so even though Sean and I both had copies of the game to test the game out, we were unable to test the couch co-op multiplayer um, included in the game, nor did we have any way of playing with each other. So all my impressions included here on the extra mile will be impressions based off my solo play of the game alone. So just keep all that in mind. Um, I did try and play the co-op by myself. And uh, again, it did not go very well. Um, I can definitely tell you firsthand that each of you selects a toad. Um, you're not really switching between the toads or anything like that, which is a mechanic I'll talk about later. And uh, for the most part, it seems like it's going to be a really fun experience, but it's just, yeah, I just haven't had enough time to play the cop, especially because I live by myself and I'm not inviting everyone, anyone over currently to play Battletoads, especially given the, the state of things right now. Just understand that these impressions are all single player only. Now, as far as the story is concerned, and yes, Battletoads has a story that is worth caring about. I'm only going to be providing story info up until like midway through act one. So I'm going to try and make it as spoiler free as possible in case you've been avoiding any of the game's marketing. However, obviously to talk about the plot setup, I'm going to have to talk about it a little bit. So if you want to stay completely like media blackout on this, turn this podcast off, go play the game on Thursday. Cause yes, it's coming out tomorrow from, from the date this is going up and then come back, listen to my impressions from there. Um, once you, once you've gotten through the game and, uh, cause that'll still be there. But for the most part though, I'm not going to talk about anything that's not like in the marketing for the game. So if you've watched the YouTube trailer for Battletoads, you kind of already know the setup anyways, but I'm going to go through it here real quick. Also huge shout out and thanks to Xbox Canada for providing us the code for the game for review purposes. Now with all that stuff out of the way, let's dive into the game proper. Battletoads takes place after the events of ba the Battletoads arcade game, 26 years into the future. Our heroes Rash, Pimple, and Zitz find themselves living in a fantasy world inside a bunker where they've been living unknowingly for 26 years before construction crews set them free. After this, the Toads find mundane day jobs, but yearn for the return to the top and be famous once again. They devise a plan to hunt down the Dark Queen because surely she's out there and still famous and still being evil, and they plan to take her down and be famous once again. Surprisingly, for a brawler, the story's actually pretty good in Battletoads. It's packed with lots of humor and jokes, and I will say some of the humor was hit or miss with me personally. I think if you like shows like Rick or Morty or any like other Adult Swim type shows, I think you're totally going to be into the, the humor in this game. This is due to lead writer Tom Kaufman, as well as fellow writer Wade Randolph, coming over from Rick and Morty themselves. And while I wouldn't say it's exactly the same type of humor, it feels very much in that style while playing it. And again, Rick and Morty, for example, is a show that doesn't really jive with me either. Um, and I know a lot of people really like Rick and Morty as well, um, which is why I'm probably actually the outlier when it comes to the humor in the game. Uh, but there are some actually really funny moments that I actually laughed out loud with. And uh, I, I had a really good time with the story despite that. So um, even though the humor didn't jive with me, I still really like the story in Battletoads. And I actually really like the approach to storytelling this time around because with brawlers, a lot of times if you get story, it's like in these like little text boxes, like in Streets of Rage 4, for example, you don't really get these like full like cinematics or anything like that that you're getting in this game. 
There's also a ton of cutscenes in this game as well that tell the story throughout, including sections with like 10 to 15 minute fully animated and voice cutscenes. And it really felt like playing an adult swim cartoon. And I know that the developers, uh, Dalala had talked about in, in various behind the scenes inter- interviews that they really wanted playing battle toads to feel like playing a cartoon and between the way that they weave the cartoonish look of, of the main game with the cinematics, I think they've really achieved that in a lot of ways. Like, it, it, if anything, it really reminded me of a game like Cuphead um, with its animation style, where, yes, I don't know if the animation style is as great looking as something as Cuphead, but it's it's the way that it weaves that animation into all aspects of the game that I think um, is, is apt for comparison. And I actually really liked the, the cutscenes. I liked the storytelling. Again, it really felt like you were playing a cartoon and that was a vibe I got instantly from picking up the controller. And, uh, it's something that didn't really come across, I think in the trailers, because you did get to, to get to see some of the cinematics in the trailers. Um, and, and then some of the cartoonish looking gameplay, but you didn't really see how it all like connected together. And definitely while playing it, like I got so much more of that vibe and it really just, made this design style just make so much more sense when you play it. Um, and actually, speaking of the art style, because I'm not going to dive into it too much, um, I actually personally was not one of the people who wasn't a huge fan of the art style from the trailers, but when picking up and playing the game, I actually really liked it. Like, it, it, I, while I was in the thick of things, I came to appreciate it a lot more while playing it. And it very much reminded me again of like shows you would see in adult swim or uh, like late, uh, like more like mature Nickelodeon cartoons or something like that. And it's actually probably the closest thing we'll ever get to a Battletoads cartoon because Battletoads, of course, heavily influenced by the Ninja Turtles and the Ninja Turtles. We got to see them have amazing cartoons, but we never got to see that for Battletoads. Like it never really took off the same way. Um, And I would love to have seen that. And I think that's the closest. This is the closest we're going to get to seeing a Battletoads cartoon. And I think all that stuff is super cool, especially if you like, again, like Adult Swim cartoons at all. I think you're actually probably going to dig this more than you probably think if you just watch the trailers. One of the things I really like about the story as well is that while the Battletoads are the main focus, there are also lots of new characters this time around that appear in the later acts. And again, I'm not going to really talk about them specifically, um, especially some of the memorable ones, um, just because, again, I don't want to dive too much into that. But you know that it's not just the Battletoads that, that are the highlight here. There are, there are lots of really great characters uh, throughout the, the entire game, and I love it. I think that's so cool. Also, the team at Dalala did an amazing job reinventing the three Battletoads themselves. Each of them really has their own unique personalities, weaknesses, and strengths, and they each feel like clearly defined characters this time around. Um, It's actually very different from the previous Battletoads games where um, you did get some of that personality of the three characters uh, based on some of their like extreme moves, like in the arcade game, for example, or through some of the written dialogue, but you never really felt like the three Battletoads were like very different characters from each other, whereas this game like does that in spades. I think that they do an amazing job with the three characters uh, this time around. And again, they really feel like real characters. They and uh, kind of like Ninja Turtles, like everyone's going to probably come up with their favorite. Um, Zitz, for example, is my personal favorite. Um, he's kind of like the leader, and I normally don't go for the, the leader type. My favorite Ninja Turtle is Raphael, if that tells you anything. And uh, but what I like about Zitz is he's basically like well, it's like a goofy leader. He's a clumsy leader. He's kind of a he's a bit of a buffoon uh, and he's like super proud and he's like uh, he doesn't want to admit when he's wrong. And I love it. I love that he's like he just kind of just makes more trouble than it's worth. He's he almost reminds me of Aqua from uh, Kanasuba. If any of you have seen Kanasuba, the anime, uh, he just like 
tries to like do his part with the with the team, but every time he tr- the harder he tries, the the worse he makes things for everyone else. I just I love that about that character. And again, like each of you are probably as you play it are probably going to like either Zitz or Pimple or or Rash and decide kind of who your favorite is. Um, kind of like Ninja Turtles, which again just harkens back to that comparison. And again, I'm going to compare this to Ninja Turtles a lot because again, they're just so similarly tied to each other. If, if that makes any sense. That being said, as much as I like the Battletoads and I like the other characters, my personal favorite character in the whole game is the Dark Queen. I love her redesign. And I love how she's almost like the voice of reason for the Toads, whose antics, again, just kind of get out of hand, as I kind of alluded to with Zitz. Uh, again, she's th- with the with you throughout most of the experience. And I, I just love that the characterization of her this time around. I think she's really cool. And uh, again, she's like kind of like, hey, maybe we should do this. And the Toads are like, no, that's a dumb idea. Or, or though she'll like suggest an idea and then they'll like, Hey, be like, oh, well, actually, we'll ignore that idea, but then choose to do the exact same idea, but then we'll do it ourselves instead of bringing you along. Like, I think uh, some of the humor that comes along with that is is really cool and interesting. My first playthrough of the game lasted about four hours. In fact, there was a timer at the end. It said four hours and five minutes. So pretty much exactly four hours. Well, my second playthrough of the game, I cut the time down to three and a half hours. I wasn't really skipping cutscenes or anything like that, but I, I felt like I was much more comfortable and, and better at the game. And that's why I was able to plow through it a little quicker. Again, it doesn't overstay its welcome. With a beat-em-up game, you don't really want too long of an experience. Like even something like Street of Rage 4, for example, as much as I love it, I think it might have been able to shave off a level or two and actually be a much tighter experience. And with Battletoads, again, you can play this in an afternoon with your friend and have a really great time playing it. And uh, it it doesn't really go super long with the story or anything like that. Um, But and also when you replay it, you can totally skip all the cutscenes as well. So if you don't want to sit there and watch 15 minutes of uh, great Battletoads cartoon action, um, obviously you can totally skip over that. And that's totally cool as well. Now, the core of every Battletoads game through and through is its gameplay and it got quite a big overhaul when you compare it to other Battletoads games. You'll start off with the standard beat-em-up levels, as well as the return of the turbo bikes. However, as you progress through the game, you'll get introduced to bullet hell shooting, 2D platforming, and puzzle solving to really break up the formula. This is absolutely true to the Battletoads formula, since while the classic games are really considered beat-em-ups through and through, They've always been known as like a blend of different genres mixed together to kind of mix up the action. Even looking back at the original game on the NES, um, sure, it's a side scrolling beat em up game. But then, uh, for example, you've got the the races in the turbo tunnel. You're going down the elevator shaft. You're swimming. You're doing a whole bunch of different stuff in that game. And it's not just your standard brawler. Um, and that's one of the things I like about the Battletoads games and what sets it apart from games like Golden Axe or Streets of Rage or other brawlers or Final Fight even um, where you're doing a whole bunch of different stuff and it doesn't really feel the same from from what instance to another. In fact, there are long stretches in this game where you don't do beat em up sections. So it, I thought that all that stuff was really, really cool. Of course, though, when you do this type of thing, however, when you br- bring in a bunch of ge- different genres, my biggest critique of this approach is just that the game doesn't master any of these modes over other games of the same genre. For example, I don't think the beat em up action is as strong as something like Streets of Rage 4, and I don't think the 2D platforming is as strong as something like 
uh, Super Mario World or some of the best 2D platformers out there. Even something like Ukulele and uh, The Impossible Layer, I think, did it a lot stronger. Um, so just keep that in mind. I still think it's all really fun to play, and I think it's a great cohesive gameplay package. Um, and you'll have a lot of fun in the moment, but just when you compare it to even like other bullet hell games compared to the bullet hell sections in this, you're not going to get that Ikaruga level of quality to those bullet hell sequences because it is the game is trying to do a bunch of different things. Um, so just keep that in mind. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the gameplay is pretty solid and fun to play, but I do think that each of these is kind of behind its competitors. But let's talk real quick about the beat-em-up combat because it's the primary focus of the majority of the game's levels. Again, it's not the, the focus of the whole game, but for a lot of the game, it's probably at least half of the levels are beat-em-up levels. Let's just say that. The Battletoads are a team of three, and you can pick your favorite character choice at the start, but in single player, what's cool is you can actually switch between the three toads at will. They're essentially bound to uh, the, the down, right, and left on the D-pad, and you can kind of switch them at each time. You can kind of use that to your advantage as well, because the other toads instantly tag in and out, and you get some invincibility frames there, so you can kind of play with it as you will. I'm really interested to see what speedrunners do with this tech as well, because I think it's really interesting and something we haven't really seen before with this type of game. Each toad has their own unique abilities and attacks, with Zitz being the fastest and weakest, Pilpul being the strongest and slowest, and Rash being a balance of the two. You're actively encouraged to switch between the different toads during combat, not only to increase your own score and ranking on each level, because um, each combat encounter you're ranked with a specific uh, score and ranking, very similar to something like Devil May Cry, but also to help keep your enemies on your toes. Because, for example, uh, Zitz, for example, and his speed uh, works a little bit better on certain enemies and versus uh, Pimple, who's works better on on like heavier enemies and bosses and, and enemies with large life bars. Um, but switching between a mix of them also help extends your combos. And it really gives you a sense of like them really working as a team, like essentially rather than just giving you a single toad and then kind of making you feel like one character while the other team of characters is just hanging out off screen somewhere. Essentially, like the, the, the switching option makes you feel like you're controlling a team. And I think all that feel that feeling is so cool. It's something we haven't really seen in any other brawler, even the Battletoads games of yore never featured a feature like this. So I think that it was a really interesting uh, design approach to do for the team this time around. And I kind of want this to retroactively be added to games like Streets of Rage 4, or if they were to ever do like another Golden Axe game, or God forbid, another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat em up where you can switch between the turtles and they all, all have different abilities. Like, oh, that still would be super awesome. And this kind of gives me so many ideas for what I would love to see from, from future games. So yeah, I think the, the way that they did it with the single player this time around, uh, making you feel like you're controlling a team of toads, even if you're playing by yourself. I think that stuff is, is really cool. And I, I like that system. Um, but honestly though, if you would just want to play as one of the toads in particular, like if you have a favorite toad, you can just do that too. You're not forced to, to switch between the characters or anything like that. You can just play as a zit or pimple or rash the whole time. If you want to, um, that's totally fine as well. I also really love the over-the-top nature of the attacks, as well as the fluid animations that you do while you do them, and it adds another layer of style on top of an already great-looking game. Um, again, I kind of made the comparison to, to Cuphead a little bit, and I think some of the attacks, especially some of the over-the-top ones, really remind me of some of the really weird and over-the-top attacks you'd see in a game like, like Cuphead. Um, again, like uh, especially like the, the heavy attacks, for example. Each of the three characters has their own, like, 
couple of unique heavy attacks and especially I really love rashes for example where like he'll like slam down an arcade machine and like the NES Battletoads theme will start playing with with the old school sound effects and it'll just uh, kill a bunch of enemies like I think all that stuff is really cool and unique and it just it really pops in motion Um, and again it's something that I didn't really um, get across in the trailers or anything like that Um, and it really wasn't until I played the game in motion that it just it all kind of clicked for me and it just made uh, so much more sense. And I really enjoyed that visual look so much more with the game in action. The beat up levels also add a variety of different enemy types as well, with different patterns and strategies needed to defeat them. Each stage features different enemies as well. So while you'll see certain character archetypes appear on each stage, there's less of the color-coded reused enemies you'll see in other brawlers. Again, Streets of Rage 4 was like one of the games that was very famous for doing this this year, where like, once you get past this, the first stage, you're like fighting the same enemies, but they're like blue instead of green and they have more health because they're apparently blue, I guess. That's just how it works. Um, whereas this time around, like I, it was really refreshing to see just how many different types of enemies there were in this game. And even though they ha- they kind of fit in like three or four different types of patterns, it, did, it didn't become like visually taxing that you're fighting the same looking ca- characters uh, over the course of the game. There are also only a few bosses in the game, but I also really like their designs as well. And there's kind of unique ways to go about defeating them. They're not just the standard like tank and spank where you just punch them a whole lot and call it a day. Um, You kind of have to think about how you're going to approach beating them. And I think all that stuff is actually pretty interesting. Overall, the beat-em-up levels were definitely the highlight of the game for me. And they really did feel like classic Paddletoad games of old, but moving at a much faster pace. And they're they're a little bit easier to manage. Uh, I will say, though, if you're playing solo... There are just a lot of enemies on screen. I don't know, and I don't think it's that it's balanced for three people per se. Um, it's just the nature of Battletoads games are, were always kind of like this, and I think they kind of wanted to echo that with this game. Um, I know Sean was telling me that he was having a little bit of trouble with the beat-em-up levels by himself, um, so it is just something to keep in mind that if you are going to play solo, if you're not used to beat-em-up games, you might it, it's easy to get overwhelmed with the number of enemies on screen at a time. Now, for those of you all who have nightmares about the original Battletoads games, you'll be pleased to learn that the difficulty is much better balanced this time around overall. Even the Turbo Tunnel level, which can be pretty challenging, is not nearly as hair-pulling inducive as the original NES release. There are three different difficulties overall, and I personally didn't really have trouble going through the normal game difficulty, though I will say, as I mentioned before, the beat-em-up stages can be a bit overwhelming for multiple players. I'm just used to beat-em-up games, so they weren't really challenging for me, but I can imagine like players new to the genre might have a little difficulty with it. Now, as far as the non-beat-em-up stages are concerned, the 2D platforming stages and the 2D auto-scrolling racing stages in particular feel very much like Donkey Kong Country, and I will say the platforming, while it's a bit floatier than Donkey Kong Country, was super impressive, and I really like these 2D platforming stages that they have in this game as well. There are also some puzzle-solving stages that are found throughout the experience, and I found these to be a bit frustrating, but oddly enough, I think they'll actually be easier to manage with multiple people, and even more so than than the brawling stages. I think that the puzzles in particular, some of them are time-paced, and uh, they require you to do a whole bunch of different things, and normally if you had three players... You'd, you'd each divide like a section of the puzzle to solve um, and then essentially you'd figure it out that way and, and you'd be a lot faster at doing it. Whereas I just was almost like pulling my hair out because I was super frustrated with some of the puzzles because I couldn't, I knew what the solution was, but I couldn't do it in the time it was telling me to do it in 
because I only had so many hands, right? Like I couldn't, I could only move so quickly and, and the game was pretty demanding when it came to that. So, um, it's, that's also something to keep in mind as well. And again, I think you're sensing a bit of a pattern here where I think the gameplay itself, just to kind of round up the gameplay, uh, criticisms here is I think that it'll probably be a much smoother experience if you're going to play this with at least one other person, um, playing by yourself again is, is fine and it's still fun and I still really enjoyed my time with it, but it can be a bit much. Um, and definitely if you're having trouble with it, don't be, feel ashamed to switch it to easy or anything like that. Um, even though I played it on normal again, I'm used to this type of game. Um, and that's kind of why I had an easier time with it that I think, but definitely if you're new to this style of game, don't, don't feel afraid to, to switch it to a lower difficulty if you're having trouble with it. Now while playing the game, one thing really stuck with me and even after I put the game down, it still ha haunts me to this day and haunts me in a good way. That is the incredible music by Thomas Was Alone's David Housden. Much of the soundtrack contains new renditions of classic Battletoads music, as well as some awesome new music, all in this hard rock style. It really just is really well done overall. Whether it's rocking out to the redone version of the classic Turbo Tile theme or the new gem that is Axley, but I love the music from the new Battletoads and I'm listening to it on Spotify literally as I'm writing this script for the extra mile. And if you want to check it out for yourself, I've actually included a link in the show notes to a five song sampling of the music on Spotify. If you want to check it out for yourself as well. I think uh, Rare just posted it a couple days ago um, and I've been listening to it again, just kind of like on loop while I've been writing this. So uh, yeah, it's been super cool to check out and his music is awesome. I highly encourage you all to check it out, especially if you're a classic Toads fan. If you love the music from the NES game like I do, you're going to be at home. You're going to love the music in this game. It's great. So what do I think about Battletoads overall? Well, despite a few minor things, I really enjoyed my time with the game as short as it is. It really felt like picking up a classic rare game for the first time since the N64 era. And I think fans of classic Battletoads games are really going to dig this game even if you are a bit put off by the art style itself. And again, I think that people who had hangups about, about the art style are probably going to enjoy it much more when the game's in motion, kind of like I was, because I was kind of in, on the fence with you about the art style as well. Um, I wasn't sure how that was going to work out. Like, um, But yeah, after playing the game, it just it felt so much more comfortable, and I really like the art style now looking back on things. I also think it's probably the best entry into the series for anyone who's never played the original Battletoads games, and I personally think that this is going to be a great couch co-op game as well. So I think that you are really going to have a ton of time with, fun with it if you have another person to play with. And again, if you've never played the old Battletoads games, play this one, because I think that those games don't hold up as well as you would hope. And I think that this is probably the best way to kind of get into the world of Battletoads as well, if you don't have that nostalgia for Battletoads like I do. However, this game absolutely begs for online multiplayer co-op, and I do think that the experience suffers for it, especially if you don't have another player around to play with. Um, like in my situation, again, I, put, I live alone, and I'm not really inviting people over right now, so um, I don't really have anyone to play with. So, I mean, it's less of an experience for that. So, But if you've got other people to play with, if you've got a family, like this is honestly probably going to be a great uh, game for parents to play with their kids, especially like older kids, I think like, like families are going to really enjoy this game. And I think it's, it's great that we have couch co-op games like this because we don't see too many of them these days. Like one that's really focused on couch co-op. Uh, and it was awesome to see Battletoads finally scratch that itch for a lot of people. And I think that it's going to be a slam dunk when, when you're going to, when you look back on couch co-op games, it's going to be one of the easiest recommends for game pass. If you're looking for a couch co-op game in my, in my experience. Also, Beyond the game's 75 included collectibles to find, 
there aren't really many huge incentives for really replaying the game. To my knowledge from playing the game uh, for about 10 hours in total, there aren't really any additional unlocks while playing the game. And while there are some cool secrets to find, it's not really a game that's going to be fun to pick up more than every once in a while. And I think you're probably not going to go back to it even on a weekly basis. It's the type of thing where replays of this game are going to be for people who like replaying like old like retro games. So like me, because I play retro games a lot. I like going back to games a lot. And this is the type of game I could see myself playing like once a month or once every couple months and having a good time with it. But it's not the type of game that I'm not gonna, I'm not going to stick with it a while for a while. Again, you can play it in an afternoon. And I think that uh, all that stuff is great. Um, but just keep that in mind, obviously, that there's not a ton of replayability there. It kind of reminds me almost of Resident Evil 3, the, the remake that came out this year, where there's just not a ton of t- stuff to do once the game's over. There is a stage select, so you can go back and play some of your favorite stages, but there's not really anything pushing you to go do that or go replay it, unless you want to replay it on tougher difficulty, if you just have new friends over and, and you want to play it again. Also, since this is a couch go-up game and there's a lot of story here, a lot of times if you're playing with your friends, you know that there's always that one friend that likes to skip over all the cinematics and doesn't care about the story. So you can go watch all the cutscenes again if, if you missed any of the story bits. And I think uh, I'm glad that they really included a feature like that in this game as well. I think Battletoads is the perfect type of game for Xbox Game Pass, and you can definitely finish it in an afternoon, like I said, and have a ton of fun with it. However, and I always like to bring this up whenever we do an extra mile episode like this, because not everyone has Game Pass. Not everyone wants to pay the monthly fee for Game Pass. And I totally get that. And, and this is, section is for you here. If you don't have Game Pass and you're looking at to pick up the game outright, honestly, if you want to play it, I would just subscribe to Game Pass once, play it, and then you can like cancel your subscription at the end of the month or something like that. Or if you don't want to do that, um, I'd honestly probably wait for a sale. I mean, it's hard to compare it because at the time of this recording, we Xbox hasn't actually announced a price for this yet, so I don't really have a price to go on and tell you, hey, it's going to be like 20 bucks for whatever and and pick it up that way. I think if it was 20 bucks, like a value title, then sure, absolutely. I think it's probably worth the money that you're paying for it. Beyond that, though, if it's more than 20 bucks, I think it's probably a tougher sell the higher that price goes, in which case you might be better off waiting for a sale. Um, But yeah, I think, like I said before, it's a slam dunk for Game Pass. If you've got Game Pass, this is the perfect game that you should play on Game Pass. And again, if you're looking for a couch co-op game for Game Pass, bam, Battletoads is your answer. Go play it. It's great. I really like this game a lot. And I definitely think that in some way or another, you should play this game, uh, whether it's on Game Pass or picking up the game outright when it's at a price that makes sense for you. That's all for this episode of The Extra Mile. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. You can also find the Pantsman himself on Twitter at Sean Capri or us on Twitter at The Xbox Drive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Extra Mile. And we out. Bah, Battletoads, bah. Thank you.